With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Phillips Levin of the 1012 podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I. Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us uh, for the latest episode of our special edition series of bonus podcasts here, uh, where we are going to go team by team of the remaining eight teams in the Big 12 um, and talk about where they stand in everything, uh, what they have to sell to another Power 5 conference and to try and get picked up. Today we are doing Kansas State, a team that I have been accused of recently of being too hard on or negative or I don't really know. Uh, in fact, one of the recent reviews we got on iTunes um, was a four-star review, which is nice, from Salopy Pancakes 13 There's a name. Uh, from a Kansas State perspective, I feel like we get disrespected often on this pod. I'm not saying at all, I'm not at all saying uh, we're in the top half of football, but it feels like we're being compared to the likes of Kansas, like the show will continue to listen regardless. Well, I appreciate that. That's nice. Um, I don't I don't think I compare Kansas State to Kansas, but if I have been that harsh, I apologize. I'll, I'm trying to be more positive. Uh, that was the goal, and then all this happened. Um, but we do have a guest today to help break down Kansas State and where they are. Scott Fitzpatrick. No. McFarland. McFarland. You're fine, McFarland. Hey. 
keep this in because you know what? I am fine because I hide my true identity. So I have no reason to give you crap. You know, I'm Scott Wildcat everywhere. Scott McFarland, and hey, it's same area, you know, Anglo-Saxon, uh, over on the British Isles, we're all the same. I have no worries. I want you to keep this in. I'm going to leave it. Like The last two episodes have had audio issues. I've had to go back and correct. Now I'm getting names wrong. I am I am exhausted. I am tired. I have, I, and I have no one to blame but myself, honestly. Like, I could try and blame my two kids who are currently sick, but that's just not nice. That's not fair. It's not their fault. Um, so here we are. Here we are. Um, Scott, of Bosco's boys, very excited to have you on the show today. Um, so let's just start with the, the general premise of these episodes, which is Kansas State. I have said it here on the show. I think it's been kind of one of the consensus points of everybody talking about the remaining eight teams. Of the teams of the eight teams left in the Big 12, and everyone's trying to jump ship, Kansas State feels like the one or seems like the one who's in the most trouble. The one who is in the toughest spot as far as landing somewhere else, whether it be the the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big Ten. Uh, I've said ad nauseum how I feel about what each one might do. So just just tell me, like where where do you think Kansas stands? Kansas State, sorry, Kansas State stands in, in all this realignment stuff, and what are their realistic chances as far as finding a home in another power conference? Yeah, so I'm not. A K-State fan because there's some of them who will go on Twitter message boards who are just pie in the sky. They're, they would think, oh, you know, why not the Big Ten? Or, oh, why not the ACC? And, oh, what if the SEC wants to go to 24? Maybe they'll call us. And if none of that works out, surely we're in the Pac-12. I'm not someone who uh, thinks that. I, I, I consider myself more realistic. I, I would take some qualms, and, and we had a little bit back and forth before you hit record. I don't actually think K-State is in the worst position of the irate eight, as everyone on the athletic likes to call the remaining eight schools. I think that K-State firmly is in front of the two small private schools in Texas. Uh, You and I had a back and forth before this, and we had some back and forth on Twitter about, oh, you know, but they're in Texas. And I 100% understand that. I think that if you're looking at getting a package deal, I don't see outside of getting more games in the state of Texas for the Pac-12 or Pac-16, whatever we want to call them. I don't see that as a big enough draw to put either of those two teams in front of K-State, given what K-State can give you. Again, I'm not going to pretend that K-State will be as attractive even as KU, because KU has that AAU status. And as much as I like to turn my nose up at them, they are one of, if not the most recognizable basketball brands uh, in the, in the country. And that's not running the ship, but I, I'm not naive enough to think that that doesn't put them in a better position, but I do think that K-State is in a better spot than Baylor TCU. um, If we're looking towards the West and our friends in the Pacific time zone. I I get the Baylor stuff. And and last time we've, you know, I believe it was when like Brady and I and I I've said like I I'm I'm really am more concerned about Baylor, and I understand their national presence now. You know, they they've won the Big Twelve a couple times in football. They've got a men's basketball national championship. They've got some women ones. And look, I value all the other non-football sports immensely, and and a lot of people do. But 
And we can have the debate as to whether or not they actually bring in the money or not. I think there's enough data for men's basketball. There's enough money put behind men's basketball that you can show the numbers and say it doesn't. It just doesn't bring in the revenue that football does. And we can have the debate as to whether or not the women's sports are valuable. I, I, I think there's been enough evidence to showcase that when you actually invest in these things, you know, that there's a return on that investment. But we've been saying there's not by not giving people access to them, blah, 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 blah. I'm going down a tirade. I don't think Baylor's in a good spot. I think their history, the things that have happened there over the last decade, and while you maybe shouldn't hold that against the current regime, isn't fair, but it is what it is. I do think it is a religious institution, and that's not something everybody really wants to deal with. And as we recall, the only reason Baylor is in the Big 12 is because of political push to make sure they were there over somebody else. I'm less worried about TCU because they are a they may have been founded as a religious institution, but they're they're really not by beyond much beyond the name, um, and they are in a while they are not Fort Worth's team or a team that Fort Worth latches itself onto. They are in a media market that, if that's something the Pac-12 were to care about, would be beneficial. But as for Kansas State, man. I, I guess my problem is this, and, and I'm I. This is one of the reasons I brought you on because I do I do agree with you. I do believe you are a realist. You're someone I can have a conversation with. Who's not going to get mad at me for not just being blowing purple smoke up your butt? Um, like I, I, this is not a like I don't like Kansas State. Like we had Ari on the show yesterday, and and Ari said like Manhattan, Kansas is is what college football is about, and I agree. Like these schools, these towns these college towns are what college football and college athletics is supposed to be about that's not the direction that this is going unfortunately um for some schools who eventually why well, we can debate how that's going to end up in 15 20 years because it's that far down the line but i mean for kansas state i just have a hard time like okay if we know if we know that the other schools are are not in a strong position to land in a power conference anyways, right? I don't think the ACC is expanding because I don't think ESPN is going to let them expand. Um, the Big Ten doesn't have to expand unless Fox goes to them and says, yes, add these schools. And the Pac-12 should. And I, I think they're doing a little doth protest too much about not wanting to. I think you're seeing way too many people saying they shouldn't and they're not going to and they don't want to. That makes me kind of go, oh, okay. Okay. But it comes back to like, I almost think the best thing for Kansas State is if the Big 12 holds together. You know, we talk about the schools who would prefer maybe the conference hold because they're in a better spot than if they, everything blows up and they're having to find a home in the AAC or somebody else. Like, I almost think Kansas State's best position is if the rest of the teams can't find a spot and everyone has to stick together and grow from there and find some sort of partnership. So here's my question, truthfully, Mm -hmm. outside, and and I'm not going to say money doesn't matter because ultimately that's what's driving it all. That's what's driving it all. What of the remaining eight schools truly, if if you throw money out out the window, which I acknowledge you can't do, but if you just say, hey, quality of opponents, quality of the athletic department, what you get to see on the field, none of the eight would be better off trying to go to the pack. None of the like KU and Iowa State are the ones that are being linked to the Big Ten. They would not be better off 
in the Big Ten versus trying to make it work with the current eight, in my opinion. Everyone can say, oh, Iowa State, they're up and coming uh, football program. And, and I understand that. I'm not trying to take away from what they're doing. But is Iowa State really going to be better off throwing away the history they have with all these programs because, oh, they get to play, I oh, wait, they already play Iowa. Are they really going to try to tell everyone that, oh, playing Minnesota is more fun than playing Oklahoma State, than playing K-State, or even Texas Tech, teams that they have this history with, throwing away the recruiting ties that they get in Texas? I, I just have a hard time believing outside of money, which again, that, that, that's the trump card in all this. That is the number one trump card in all this. I just have a hard time thinking that uh, the remaining eight couldn't cobble together a better situation for on the field, on the court product, uh, and just overall enjoyment of college sports than any other option on the table for anyone else. You can't take the money out. No, I know, I know, I know. I, is I was just waxing for... poetically about what I wish college athletes and I, saw. And I agree. Look, if, we should, if the old Big 12 were together the way it should be, that's where we would all be better off, is if A&M, Colorado, Nebraska, and, and Missouri were still with the original eight, and that's the Big 12, and it still existed, but that's that's not where we are. And, and it's the same thing of sitting here, and I keep talking about like, oh, what could have been done and what should we have done here and what should Bowlesby have done? Like, we're we're past all that. We have to look forward. Like, none of that matters now. Like, we can you can do a 30 for 30 one day and ESPN can give us great information and talk about how they helped to tear down the Big 12 and then make more money off of it by providing a documentary for us to view that uh, through that lens. But we sit here now and, I mean, money does matter. Like, big no, kid money is, is big money. And so, and Iowa State, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be against teams that geographically fit the better. Just like West Virginia. West Virginia would be better off in the ACC. Absolutely. They, from a recruiting standpoint, from a rivalry, like West Virginia should be in the ACC. They still don't fit the Big 12. And I love having them here. I keep making the joke of like they're the, the fun drunk uncle who shows up and you love them to death. But even they shouldn't be here. And, and none of it's perfect. No. Like I said, that, oh, no, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Like, I, none of, there's no. West Virginia is the only team that has a landing spot that would be better than their current situation, to me, outside of just making more money and, and what that money can do for your program, i.e. landing in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is the only conference where you're going to go and be guaranteed to make more money than you're making now. That's it. And if they add, they're only adding two. So that best, that's that's two schools that are going to benefit from that. Everybody else, you're going to make more money going by going to the Pac-12 if that's an invite that's open to you. But there's a give and take there that sucks. Like, honestly. Like, the travel's terrible. Uh, there's no built-in rivalries. And, I mean, now you have to try and build history, which takes forever. And it's it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But uh, I, would, I, would, I would put before you, what would you rather have um, in this, as things continue to change? The money necessary to not only support football at the level you want it to be supported at, but also to be able to try and have success with your other sports. As an Oklahoma State fan, I love that we are good from September 1 all the way into whenever the baseball and softball season end, which is usually deep into May, if not June. Um, I enjoy that. That's not a reality to me as much anymore if the money, if your athletic department budget is cut in half. Right. And that's that's where almost my concern at this point is now is for a for the programs who want to be robust, who I believe that Oklahoma State does. Um, 
and the rest of the Big 12 do as well. I, I do believe the Big 12 enjoys being in, in a similar mindset to the Pac-12 of having robust athletic departments. Like, that's gone. Okay? Go look at the teams in the AAC. Go look at the teams in, in the other conferences. How many of them are, are great at anything? Right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't want that. That's where I am at the point of, of and, and if you stay together, do I believe that the schools are more valuable than Stuart Mandel and the Athletic and the rest of them want to tell you they are? Absolutely. But they're not bringing in $35 million a year each. No, no. And, and again, I, I probably shouldn't have gone on my throw money out the window because, again, I, I'm, I like to pretend <laughs> I'm a realist uh, because it, it, it is driving the boat. And, and yes, I, I would – if. If it is going the way, I mean, going the way things are, yes. If, if given the opportunity to get on a Pac-12 lifeboat, Gene Taylor would be stupid not to get on it, you know. Um, and so, so I agree with you. I, I just, I, I'm just kind of annoyed, not with you, but with the national uh, making the Big 12 a punching bag. Because at the end of the day, losing Texas, who cares if you're looking at like actual performance on the field? You know, they definitely what one big 12 title appearance since it's been back. And that's been their only above average season, you know, in 15 years. I mean, if you, you could, you could add Houston, you could add UCF and you're not losing anything in the product, but again, uh, we can get past that money is a deal. And that's why uh, you're doing this series, you know, you know, because money is a deal. It's, Hey, flirting with the Pac-12, so you don't have to go from a you know hundred million dollar budget down to a thirty million. So, so where do you think is the bet? I mean, you you are you seem like someone who prefer to stay together, but like, what do you think is the best landing spot? Like, if Kansas State had a, had their pick, where do you want to go? Oh, I mean, if if you're th- it, time out, are you saying realistic or? Or are you saying yeah? Uh, like I don't pick okay. SEC. Obviously, yeah. they can expand. Oh well, um, yeah. So of the of the ones we're talking about expanding, like realistically, yeah. where where would you think is Kansas State's best pick? The only option is the Pac-12. I mean, we we don't have there is no prayer anywhere else. I mean, the fact of the matter is the Big Ten isn't going to add K State because they're not in the AAU. Um, the ACC isn't going to expand. So the only option is some sort of Pac-16, Pac-18, Pac-20. That is the only option. Yeah, and I'm becoming less and less convinced that that's going to be an option either, despite what some do. And I'm I, I'm tired of being like pessimistic about it. I'm really just tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of talking about this. Like it's not even. Hey, we can go. It's almost not fun. Talk about how Jack Stanine is the best fullback in the Big Twelve. If you want, we can scrap all of it. We can talk Seawolf. I, I will talk about Jack Stanine all night long. I, I I mean I'll I'll even skip the Sporting KC versus LAFC game that's kicking off here at nine thirty. Um, to talk about fullbacks in the Big Twelve, if you really want to, should we do? Okay, so let's let's a little behind uh, behind the music. You and I had originally planned to have a very different conversation. No, and I didn't want to have that one either. I didn't <laughs> want to have that one either. I was only going to do it because I like you and your show so much. Because when you <laughs> originally slid in DMs, I was just like, I don't really want to do it. Grant ne- never does any other shows, so. I don't want to go that route. I would rather talk conference realignment than that. <laughs> now everyone's like, what were you going to talk about? 
Oh yeah, it, well, um, yeah. You're, you're going to make fun of K State being one of only two Power Five schools. I'm not, no, 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 no. That was not the goal. The goal was not to make fun of at all. That literally was not the oh, goal. I, like, I'm just poking you a little bit. I, I didn't right. really no, think like, you were going to bring me on. To it was. It was surprising, fans. honestly. Like, I, I, I didn't realize there were only two Power Fives left who hadn't. Um, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State hadn't until this year, and now the only two Power Five teams who don't have an NCAA national championship. Are our schools are Kansas State and Virginia Tech, which was a little bit surprising with Kansas State because I feel like, and mind you, this is my lifetime, not like I I I have heard stories and talked to people about you know the eighties and the seventies and the sixties and beyond, beyond blah blah blah. But like I have I I have been alive long enough to see Kansas State be successful in other sports. So it was surprising that they didn't have a national championship in anything. So here, and so the converse. I, I just here, here, I just want to throw this out there. Well, we don't have a national championship in any sport. How many Power Five schools have won their conference in football, basketball, and baseball all in the same academic year? Like two, Texas and Florida, and then K-State. So, I mean, that's not worth a national title, but I'm going to pretend it is. I'm going to lie to myself to help me fall asleep because that was an awesome year. That's my junior year in high school or in college. It was amazing. So I, I think it's more of a it's an it, the point of the conversation was a, was to look at the athletic department as a whole, mm-hmm. right? Which is still kind of what we're doing here. Yeah. And, and so football drives this bus. The selling points had to be about football or about media market, which I know media markets don't matter, but or TV numbers and Kansas State TV numbers were surprisingly higher than I, I thought they were. Um, that was at least for 2020. Now I, I am I am curious how much of 2020's numbers were based on. They beat Oklahoma, so everybody paid attention, and then they well, got hurt. No, we tw- did. Tw- 2019, we had more viewers than anyone in the conference tw- besides UT and OU. So and Again, in 20 I, and in, and I, in 2019, I, we had three of the top five games that did not feature OU or UT. Which so beating Oklahoma early. Like I, I, I'm curious how much of that is because they beat Oklahoma and that that had an effect, which then if you take Oklahoma out of it, what does it matter? I don't. It's just not me trying to, to poo poo that or tear that down at all. I'm I'm trying to provide context to no. things because context matters and 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 it's an interesting conversation. Um, I do think Kansas State is a they're such a unique watch in college football. Like they are the Big 12's Wisconsin. Like. There's one way to win at Kansas State. Do that and and just deal with it. Like and, that, and again, I, I don't want to go too much on a route because I, I think that's true to a certain extent. But, you know, if you look back at the Jake Waters year, which even I, I'm not, I'm like, Jake Waters, awesome. Uh, you know, he, he went nine and three, but we were throwing the ball all over the field in Jake Waters' final year. You know, we won games getting 10 yards rushing versus West Virginia that year. So I, I think there's a little bit of a, hey, Snyder liked to run the option, but also he was the first guy to run the spread in the Big 12 back, in, or I guess it would have been the Big 8 in the early 90s. So I think that talking point does get moved a little bit. It's just the end of Snyder era and then the coach we hired is the reason why it's, oh, the only way they can win is turnover, special teams, and defense. That's fair. It's a very fair point. Um but looking at the athletic department as a whole, yes, go ahead. What what are the strengths of it right now? Like I, I'm I I try and pay attention to everything and every con across the conference. It's hard to do sometimes. I'll I will admit it. I have this is a side gig. It's yeah. not my main job. 
Um, so I can be very aware of things like, oh, Baylor's academic acrobatics and tumbling program is the best and wins every national championship because it's such a weird, unique thing. Uh, I can find out that TCU has a beach volleyball team, and I would really like to get their head coach on because why does TCU have a beach volleyball program? Um, I know most of the stuff. I know enough about Kansas State from the standpoint of like men's basketball, football, uh, baseball. But beyond that, like, where do the strengths of Kansas State's athletic department lie? Yeah, so this is something that bugs a lot of K-State fans because they don't, like, the equestrian program back when we had it was pretty good. But, again, that isn't even recognized by the NCAA. Um, no, it's, it's NJ. Yeah, whatever it is. So, so yeah. that wasn't recognized, and we got rid of that. So K-State has the smallest – one of the smallest budgets in the Big 12. They – fund the minimum amount of sports. Um, and fact of the matter is we're not going to pay a, you know, Oklahoma's paying their softball coach a million dollars. K-State will never be paying a non-revenue sports coach the amount it would take to compete at a national level. It's never going to happen. We almost made it to Omaha that year, uh, the 2013 baseball season. It was fun, but again, we ended up firing Brad Hill a few years later. You know, it was just a magical run. Everything lined up right to win the Big 12, and you still couldn't make it to Omaha. We're never going to win a non-power, like football or basketball. Like the original question is, what what's the best shot K-State would have? It would be football or basketball because they don't care enough about the other sports. And I, I enjoy watching them. I love our volleyball team. I think they'll make the postseason this year. They're not going to be good enough to compete with Penn State, Nebraska, USC volleyball, Texas volleyball. That's just not going to happen. They just don't have the desire to do it. And everything's self-funded. You know, they don't take fees from students. They don't take fees from the university. Any dollar that comes into the athletic department, it's for the athletic department. And it's not as high as any of the other schools. So obviously you're going to have to keep it tight in your non-revenue sports. See, that's interesting to me because it, like, I there are teams, there are schools that like TCU as good as they are baseball, they don't really spend on baseball. Like everyone thinks they spend on baseball because they're good. They don't really spend on baseball. They've just been so good for so long. They built up a reputation for being good and have had had good coaching, right? Um, so it's weird. It's interesting that Kansas State has not found a sport that they are like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna invest in this and be good at this, right? Like I understand the athletic department's budget is low, and it is, but that's and I get investing in football and basketball, and you should because those are the revenue sports, and you want to be good at those. And, and Kansas State, if you told me Kansas State somehow in the next decade wins a national championship in men's basketball, like I would believe that. I would believe they figured it out and and got a coach in there who could do that. Yes, that's a shout out, Bruce Weber. Um, but I, I just it shocks me that there's not another sport that they're like, we're going to be good at this. Because it does feel like the Olympic sports are ones where there is so much more opportunity to – let's pick one. Like, just, like let's pick well, one. So let's pick one and do it. If you look like, at the list of the sports they do, you know, it's – I am. Well, well yeah, so it's, it's track and field, uh, cross country. Again, that that's – Oregon is going to win. You're not going to compete with that. Volleyball had already laid out, hey – we will be a postseason team. You're not going to win that baseball. We would be what the most Northern team to ever win a national title. 
I think. I believe so. Yeah. Because Wichita State won one way back in the day, but you know, whatever. I I hate Wichita yeah. State. Um, and then it's men's and women's basketball and rowing and football and women's soccer, which we just started our women's soccer program uh, three years ago, four years ago. And last year was the first year we didn't finish in the summer. So again, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I, the, the, if you look at the sport in golf, sorry, I missed golf. Um, so so maybe, golf, track and field, yeah. volleyball. So it, volleyball is, yeah, I, I get why that one's going to be hard. But yeah, so it's just you're not funding a niche enough sport um, to then go out and be like, okay, we're just going to make it happen. Because all of those are relatively mainstream sports. Yeah, and they are. And 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 look, I can volleyball is hard because you look at who's really good, Baylor and Texas. And also, Baylor spends on it and Texas invests a ton of into it. I do want to throw something out there. I could not care less about anything that happened like back in the 60s and 70s. Also, whenever that stat pops up, I roll my eyes. Because okay, you know what? What national title did Missouri win? You know, I exactly, exactly. And well, that's the that's the joke about Ole Miss is like they just won their first NCAA national championship. And they're like, well, we actually have three championships in football. Like, no, you have three claimed football championships from like the forties and fifties. And I make yeah, fun but, of but, Oklahoma State's claimed national championship as much as I do anybody else's. So don't come at me about OSU's because I'm very aware that it's dumb. The 2011 Big 12 title should, should be on the stadium, I would, I would not still, the, the other thing. I would still rather just go to a menial bowl game. I'd rather K State go six and six versus five and seven in football than win a golf national title. You know, I I don't know. I, I just to each his own. I, there's but there's I'll say this, and I and I know that that's I get that, but and part of it is. I think it's easier to be really good at something now if you've been really good at it for a long time. Like Oklahoma State's been golf is good because it's been good for decades. Oklahoma State wrestling is good because it's been good for decades. It's the same thing with like, yes, Stanford spends a ton of money. Stanford and North Carolina are really good at women's soccer because they've always been really good at women's soccer. Like they've they've been established, and it's it's almost hard to get good in a sport later on and break through unless you you either hire really well or you invest into it and so for kansas state like i I, there's a point where you almost kind of go okay we're not going to win a national championship in football it's not going to happen i i I mean this in the nicest way possible we had our shots we didn't didn't take advantage of them like if you if you are the non-schools who win them now your shot you needed to do that back a decade or earlier like now like sorry Unless an Oregon pops up that can suddenly have a new like which Nike, still didn't do I just it, which still hasn't been able to. Like I don't know how it's too hard to be new money or Clemson. Like it's so hard to do that. I don't think it's realistic. So if you say we have to be able to just succeed in football, we want to be competitive in men's basketball because it's their revenue to what people care about. How do we find another one to be where we can say? Like, I understand people like to make fun of OSU because we care about wrestling and golf, but we care about wrestling and golf because we're good at it. And you can make fun of that all you want, but we enjoy being good at those sports and winning national championships and rooting for that. And there's something really enjoyable about that. Um, And that's where I'm kind of like, if I'm Kansas State, if I have a sport right now that we have that we think we could invest into and get really good in, or is there an up-and-coming sport, and I do this because I literally made the reference to it a minute ago, like, acrobatics and tumbling who now has enough teams 
to be a to get NCAA sanction for national championship. Baylor wins all of them because they have the best coach. Like, is there an opportunity to find something like that? We go, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna find something that's on the way up, invest in it, or find a sport that there's still not a ton of teams that are just like great at that we can dive into and try and be if not national champions, at least competing for them on a regular basis to be proud of. There is as much as people say they don't care about those things. I can speak from from experience that when a team is really good for your school in a non, I'm tired of saying non-revenue sport because I don't really think that's a good way to define them, in one of the non-football basketball sports, you'd be surprised how much of your fan base will get behind it and a lot more than you think and how much pride you will invest in it because guess what? That's what college athletics is really about. It's not just about making the most money in football. Look, I I think you're 100% correct because when I was a student, K-State would sell out a Hearn for volleyball matches, and they were just like bubble teams in the NCAA tournament. They have sold out multiple women's soccer games, and they they have like three total Big 12 wins. The baseball stadium is rocking when they're good. I 100% understand where you're coming from. I'm not trying to say they don't matter. Because if you're great, yes, all of a sudden they matter. I just think that the time frame to establish that history for some of these non-revenue or Olympic sports, however you want to phrase them, they're gone. And K-State isn't going to add a a sport. They're always going to stay at the minimum sports. So to add a tumbling or something that is about to get credited, are they going to really make national news about cutting scholarships in another sport? You know, are they really going to cut women's to add tumbling because we maybe could win a national title? That that's just not what's going to happen. And again, I I understand it. And I, and you bring up wrestling. There are so many K State fans who wish we would add men's wrestling because the high school wrestling culture in Kansas is actually pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So honestly, if you're saying, hey, what's one sport they could do? I would say, hey, you get some super rich benefactor that really loves wrestling writes a blank check, steals Oklahoma State's coaches, and we try to win a national title. Like, that honestly might be Stealing the John answer. Smith, that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, here, here's one you want to do. If you want to do, let me go on my, 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 this is, I can't wait for this to happen. Within the next 20 years, women's wrestling will be a collegiate sport. And I, it started already in the lower divisions, like Division Two and Three. They are pushing for a Power 5 school to do it. It will not shock me in 20 years if Oklahoma State adds it. Uh, I, I would – there's your opportunity. Like, that, and, and silly is – and people are going to be like, that's dumb. That's silly. It's like, no. Like, if you've been watching it in the Olympics, it's freaking oh, badass. Yeah, well, It's awesome. My high school alma mater, ever since Kansas, Keisha started licensing it, they've won every 6A title in the women's division. So, again – Maybe that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm almost mad at you that you're like, oh, you got so tired of conference realignment that you got me to talk about the topic I didn't want to. It's my job. Um, we just talked about why Kansas State should add women's wrestling. I think that's a pretty good that's a pretty good topic and a pretty good hole to go down here. Are you a Big 12 basketball obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long with exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, 
game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, okay, Honestly, tell you what, go, go ahead. let's drop golf. I, I want them to drop golf and add both wrestling there. That's, that's my hot take. You can clip it and I'll bring that up to Gene Taylor the next time I'm in his office. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's, gonna, it's yeah. like going to be in two weeks. Okay. Well, he, okay. he's, he's been on our show every year since we've had our show. He's come on and we've been in his office for all of them, except for the COVID show. So like, it, it's going to happen. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring this podcast with. Okay, bring it up to him. Be like, what do you think about Eddie Mendel Orange Wrestling? Okay. Um, all right, we got a, a little bit of time left here. Um, so I will do – let's do two things. One thing I'm starting to do just because people like to ask it as much as I hate asking it. It's a podcast, so we've got to do things people like. Big 12 holds at eight. The eight teams stick together because they have nowhere else to go. You've got to expand. I am a fan of we're, we're called the Big 12. Let's get back to the number in our name as opposed to being 10. Plus, there's to, no two schools you can add that are just going to add that much value. Which, if you're Kansas State, what four do you want? All right. Is this maximize dollar or is this, hey, Scott McFarland, do whatever you want? Well, it, within reason. Like, obviously, yeah, I'm not, you're not US bringing and, Arkansas, right. Missouri. Yeah. Uh, honestly, what, what do you like? What do you. Scott McFarland. Yes. Sorry, Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, You have the power to pick the four teams. What four teams are you bringing in? I'm bringing in BYU and Colorado State. um, And then I'm bringing in Cincinnati and Memphis. Uh, Try to get some, some stuff a little bit closer to West Virginia decent football teams out there. Colorado State is one of the schools that spend the most money on football outside of the Power Five. And then BYU, everyone hates them. Um, but, you know, Utah's cool to visit, even if they won't let you drink a beer tailgating. And they do have a kind of built-in fan base. Um, I'm not happy with the addition of BYU, but I think also adding two Mountain West teams, expanding you know, be able to have some of those eight, nine o'clock kickoffs might be enticing for a TV partner. So that's what I'm going with. I don't really like it, but that's what I'm doing. So selfishly, I will always love adding Memphis. I don't think they should, but I love it because I live in central Arkansas. It's a two-hour drive for me. Um, Cincinnati makes a lot of ton of sense. BYU, there's two schools I believe begrudgingly they should add, but I don't want to, BYU and Houston. You have got to explain – I keep seeing people who post Colorado State, and I need to explain to me. They're not good at anything. But they're trying really hard. Fort Collins is awesome. Fort Collins is awesome. They have great uniforms. And uh, you said that, it's hey, it's what I want. So No, that's fine. That's fine. I put that, But I, I keep seeing people nationally who write about it, and I'm like, you have – like, no one has actually made – I mean, I think they're, they like spend like it. top five money on their football program outside of the Power Five. So I think people are like, they make oh, they're trying really hard. Terrible hires. Yeah, no, they're stupid. Like, they're like, dumb. such a poorly run program. Like, they had like one good year and everyone's like, yeah, Colorado State, let's have them. And they how about those throwbacks, like, those Aggie throwbacks that they were? They're a, the only good thing that, I, I don't know if it's Adidas or Under Armour, but they're awesome alternates. I almost cussed, so I just want you to appreciate me not. So, <laughs> okay, 
I'm going to let you wrap on this because you were nice enough to do my um, why or what can Kansas State win a national championship in. Um, to wrap this up, let's talk a little bit of Kansas State football for this season. Yeah. I've been, again, accused of being too negative on them, which I don't I don't feel like I am, but that's that's fine. Sell me on Kansas State this year. Like, where where do you think they end up and why? Right now, and we're going to have our prediction show at the end of Blitz Month. Bosco's boys were doing one show every weekday leading up to the football season. I'm currently having us at eight and four. And the reason why I think we're going to get there and demolish the five and a half over under that Vegas currently has on us is Skylar Thompson is going to be coming back, especially in a year in the Big 12 where, you know, outside of, you know, what, one or two guys there isn't a lot of quarterback talent in my humble opinion. Um, you have him, he's been around the block as long as he doesn't take a cheap shot to knock him out versus Texas tech in the second big 12 game of the year, they're going to be going down to the wire competing to maybe get to Arlington last year. Um, so you have him coming back. You have the emerging number two returning running back in the entire nation, according to the smartest people in the world, pro football focus, Deuce Vaughn, um, way better than Brees Hall. Um, you have him coming back for his second year. You have a secondary, which on the one line could be one of the better ones in the conference. You have big time transfers coming in. And then you have a guy like Echo Boyda who flew under the radar. But if you watch the all 22, the reason why, he flew under the radars because no one threw at him. And then you're bringing in, you know, Julius Brents from Iowa who could go into the NFL draft after this year if he has a big year. You're bringing in transfers at the safety level. I think the secondary could be very good at the one line. Depth is where you get into trouble. So um, that's why I think they're going to go eight or maybe even nine and three. I think they're going to go three and oh in a tougher than it looks non-con it's they're going to roll into Stillwater. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to probably see them lose, and because I have never seen us win in Stillwater in football. Um, but they're going to beat Oklahoma because we always beat Oklahoma since Chris Clemens been here. And K State has not lost to Iowa State in a game where we are trying to win uh, in over a decade. Um, so yeah, we'll get back on track. So that's where I'm at with K-State football. I think it's going to be a surprisingly fun year for K-State football. I think a lot of folks in the national media who look at the five and a half, they're going to be really surprised when they look up and think, oh God, you know, K-State finished third or fourth in the big. Stanford over the season, who I don't think is as bad as it looked last year. Southern Illinois, who top 10 FCS team, like, uh, let me see if I get my order of episodes right. Uh, we've already had our FCS Big 12 preview, and that's the one that we have circled as most likely to, to be the most competitive. And that's not a shot at Kansas State so much as it's just that's a really tricky FCS team to schedule. And Nevada, who is not exactly the easiest uh, non-power. They'll be the best non-con game we have. That's, that's a – it is a – if you don't pay attention to college football – that looks like a really easy three-game non-conference schedule. It's not an easy three-game. No, nope. like it is a it is a challenging. I would put, I put it second behind what Texas has, maybe West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is like that three. Those three non-conference schedules are gnarly. This is it's a tough one. Um, I love the 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 OU win call. I bless you, sir. Bless you. I uh, 
just gonna yeah um scott this has been awesome i appreciate your time man um uh, do me a favor where can everybody uh, check you out and check out your show yep i'm on, at twitter at scott wildcats and then our show bosco's boys like i said we're dropping all sorts of episodes i do just want to shoehorn this in because we didn't talk about it everyone wants to talk about the kansas city media market and immediately go to ku over the last 10 years k-state has outdrawn eyeballs in the kansas city market over KU and Missouri. They're also the number one draw in the Wichita market as well. That's the number 20 and number 72 market. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to log off before you rebuttal. If you look at the entire time Big 12 history, K-State is the number three program behind OU and Texas. In the last 10 years, number three behind, or number two, I would say number two behind OU. Um, so I, I think I think they're getting a lot of disrespect. Ultimately, are we going to end up somewhere? I don't know. Uh, but you have an engaged alumni base, number one in percentage of alumni as part of the alumni association in the Big Twelve, number four in percent of alumni in the alumni association amongst Power Five schools. I um, just wanted to get those stats out there because I did some research for them, even though we went haywire. I love it, man. Uh, you saved that for the end, and, and bravo. I'm glad you did. Podcast Network.